0: Life is crazy. The world is chaotic. And when life gives you lemons, Pastor's Live helps you learn to juggle.
1: pray, go oh, I'm trying, yeah.
0: Dave. I'm Dave, trying. Uh, You're yeah, interrupting
1: yeah. me, Lord, Dave. Or go before okay, us pray. in Christ's yeah. name
0: they're good they're very funny they're hilarious they just be whoever they want to be it's just really funny you're listening to the top rated number one absolute best podcast well according to pastor dave and the other three listeners this is pastors live with pastor ty pastor dave pastor shane and that other guy Hey y'all, this right here is the Bible Slide, featuring the Freedom Band, and this time we're about to get holy, 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 holy. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday. And by the way, we got Bible study tonight here at Water Springs Church, 7 o'clock. Come check it out. Time of worship and Bible study. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 39. You wanna come check that out? It's gonna be a good night of worship and fellowship. Uh, we'll have ice cream afterwards. We got a little ice cream social, which has just been amazing. Uh by the way, have you guys enjoyed having the fellowship hall up and going and having people like stick around and pray for each other and talk Absolutely. to each other? I kind of really feel like that's Yeah, I, awesome. I, I feel like we as a church, you know, with that Acts 2.42, you know, in the Word, in fellowship, how in the breaking of bread and prayers together, and we're working on the breaking of bread, and we're going to be moving into, uh, you know, even growing our uh, our prayer time and our worship time together. Just really excited for that. But we've got, uh, today, we're Pastors Live, and we've got a few guys in the studio. we got Rud, he's here today. Hi. Hey. I'm here. Uh, we got Dave, he's here today. Hi. We've got the other guy. Hey. And so <laughs> we've got Simeon. <Sinian. laughs> Yeah, we all heard that, and then of course we've got the Man in Black again. <laughs> seriously, dude, third it's like, day. I'm trying to catch. Okay, it's like, do you have a migraine or something? Uh, is no, that no? no just, just not just migraine. I, I'm just yeah, gonna, not yet. We I'm haven't just, tried hard enough. Yeah, yeah, we're hey, not working. You know real what else hard, we have tonight? Tonight's communion, by the way. Oh, that's yes, right. Tonight is communion. So you want to come out and join us for communion Hi tonight? Hi. Hey, it's good. Oh, I'm, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, my name's Ty. I, tell, I, was like, I was like, hi. I just responded to my name. You know, my name's Ty. Hi, Ty. Um, and I, I am privileged to serve as the lead pastor here at Water Springs Church and serve with these uh, wonderful uh, men that are in the studio with me today. Uh, Steve uh, decided to leave us uh, for today's program. You know, he said, yeah, I got, I got, you know, you guys are nuts. I'm, I got other things to do. So, but we've got readings today. We do have a Truth For You daily reading. We encourage you to go to our website at watersprings.net and you can follow along on our reading. Today, we're in First Thessalonians 4, which is a call to purity. And obviously, we're going to probably have to talk about that today. We also have Proverbs uh, 27, 17, which is also ironing sharpened iron, man. It's 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 and it kind of when we call to purity, we can talk about that a little bit. But uh, Psalm 104 verses uh, 1 through 18, and then First uh, Kings 16 uh, today, uh, as uh, Nadab reigns in Israel. And This is a, uh, th- and by the way, there's a lot of stuff that goes on around Water Springs Church, so check it out at WaterSprings.net. Uh, but the national day today, we don't have comments or questions. So if you have comments or questions, pastors live at the Rev.fm. So we got to talk about the national day, and I'm not a fan of this one, but it's National Seafood Bisque Day. Not, not my thing. Well, but you have to guys, read the whole
2: description. Originating in France, bisque is a thick and creamy soup seasoned with any choice of seafood, including crab, shrimp, and crayfish.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a no not a fan. No, I just. Uh, you know what? If things mm. eat dead things, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not. I. I just don't. I love shrimp. No, nope, I just, uh no, no, no. I just can't do it. But part of it for me is I'm just not a seafood fan. Uh, part of it is probably because how I, how I grew up and where I grew up, because I grew up near the ocean. And I grew up with uh, that being cooked in my home a lot, and I wasn't a fan of it then. Not a fan of it now. So, uh, but I know, I know. Dave, Dave is a big, yes. a big fish I seafood, love seafood guy. And what? But my favorite burrito is a seafood burrito. But you, so favorite burrito? Uh, seafood burrito? Oh, absolutely. Of course, yeah, mine's yeah, chicken. Yeah. But you can't eat chicken because no, you're allergic. No chicken. Yep. Now you're allergic to turkey too, right? Yeah. No fowl. No fowl. So okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's anaphylactic.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah so you can No fowl. No
0: harm. Yeah. So you can't have yeah. So you can't have fowl. Where for me, I'm like I just don't. I just don't like eating seafood. So I. But I can eat fowl. I that's, appreciated that, Jim. Right. So yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> no, thank so, you. Yeah. No, it was actually really good. That's yeah. True. So uh, I clucked. So, yeah, <laughs> I also so,
2: appreciate the fact that you reminded us that tonight was communion because I knew when the teaching schedule went out I was communion and that means I'm actually up tonight Genesis thirty nine so yeah, thanks right. for the
0: reminder I love uh, pastors live <laughs> uh, now I know oh, that's right oh I'm teaching tonight yeah okay yes but, but I know sorry you've guys I got to go outside. get my study ready <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> later got to go um, but you know last week uh, we were in chapter thirty eight yep and chapter thirty eight is one of these really weird. Like, why is it between 37 and 39? Well, it's because that's where 38 goes. But, I mean, it's like... Yeah, the, the, it, there's it, almost this
1: parenthetical thing that happens. Yeah,
0: it and, breaks up this the story... Of Joseph. Of Joseph. Yeah. And it's about Judah's family, and it's about uh, his daughter-in-law, Tamar, and how Ur, er, his firstborn, was wicked, and so God kills him. Um, and then his second son, who, who does the Leverite custom and takes her to be a wife doesn't give her you know he 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 practices in a sense a form of birth control at that time saying hey i'm just not going to give seed to this girl um and then god is displeased with that and also ends his life and then his youngest son sheila wasn't old enough to marry and so he says hey you go away um and then uh, you go be to your father's house but then he doesn't, when he was old enough, She he doesn't do this. Let's let, He doesn't want to lose his third son. But there's a break in the promise of Israel at this moment, right? Because he promised the Messiah would come through and out of Judah. And so here's a really interesting problem. So Tamar takes things into her own hands. She deceives Judah and gets pregnant by her father-in-law, and you're going, why is this here, right? This is just really kind of kind of icky. I mean, God kills guys. We have to understand he's just, and we got to hold on to his justice. I mean, God is just. And so whatever he did, he did in his justice and his holiness and his goodness and, and, and all that. But then what's the whole point of that? The whole point of that is it points to the fact that Tamar is the mother of Perez. Perez is the line that leads to David through jesse and we see that in ruth and so when we're going through that you know nothing is wasted in the bible but everything points to jesus and that's something dave we were talking about um dave you had a professor that said something about you can't you you can't find jesus in the old testament right what uh okay so let's uh, say you can find the messiah you can't find
1: Jesus. Jesus. Exactly. Yes, Jesus is the Messiah, but you should never, my professor said, you should never make the mistake of saying to your people, and this again, this is my professor talking. Right. You should never make the mistake of saying to your people, "Oh, there's Jesus in the Old Testament." You cannot find Jesus, he said, in the Old Testament. You can find Messiah when you get to the New Testament. Of course, you identify Jesus as the Messiah.
2: So, did he not see Jesus as pre-existent? He did. Oh, he
0: does. Interesting. Yes, okay. but what he's he's making the point. He's like he's he's splitting a hair. He, absolutely. Right? He's splitting a hair, and I I don't. And, and, and by the way, from a, a purely academic perspective, y- yeah, I see what he's saying. He's saying that you know Jesus was incarnate. You know yeah. he, he was he's the God man. But so the problem. This, I, is, this is where it gets great. Yeah, I, go ahead.
1: I had. I I said well. well time out. I said, so what do you, what are you going to do with Philip?
0: He goes. What do you mean?
1: I said. Well, Philip uh, catches the Ethiopian eunuch there, and was Acts eight, and uh, uh-huh. when he when he runs up to the chariot, he says, "Hey, what you reading there?" And the Ethiopian eunuch says, "Well, I'm reading this passage," and he's reading from Isaiah fifty three, mm-hmm. and he says, "The problem is, I I just don't know who is the who's the prophet talking about himself, or is it another?" And the Bible says in the book of Acts, and Philip preached to him Jesus. He didn't preach to him Messiah. He preached to him Jesus from that passage. And, of course, the Ethiopian eunuch, you know, so I want to be baptized. Well, if you believe in Jesus, you can be baptized. And he says, well, I, I do believe that Jesus is Lord, and here's water, what doth hinder me from being baptized, and so forth. But the point of all that is Philip, who seems to be a pretty smart guy and filled with the Holy Spirit, preached Jesus from the Old Testament, not Messiah, Jesus. Sorry, I just have to know, how did your professor respond to that? He uh, put his hands behind his back. He leaned back against the whiteboard and looked up at the ceiling for about 30 seconds and said, hmm, you've got a good point. I don't know how to answer that and went on with his lesson. And so here's wow.
0: another thing that happens and we're going to see. And by the way, both of these encounters that we're going to talk about right now are written by Luke. So in Luke... Uh, chapter 24, verse 27. This is after Jesus has resurrected. The two disciples are bummed out. They're on the road. Jesus comes up to him and it says this, and beginning at Moses, and I love what he says, and all the prophets, right? He expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So Jesus preached Jesus from Moses and the prophets. Philip preached Jesus from Moses and the prophets. Who else preached Jesus from Moses and the prophets? Paul. Paul did. And so we do see Jesus. But only
1: in like 13 books of the New Testament. Right. Yeah. It's only
0: 13 books. Yeah, exactly. Right. Kind of on thin ice there. I know. It's kind of hard. But you know what? I want you guys to understand whenever we're (laughs) studying the Bible, we do see Jesus on every page because it's all about him. Starting in Genesis, it's all about him you know in some of the staff
2: meetings when you've asked questions like what i think you've said something like what point in history in biblical history would you have liked to step back and see that right there where jesus preaches himself from moses and all the that would have been an
1: epic conversation
0: on the road to emmaus yeah yeah Yeah, and i and and here's the thing that frustrates me why didn't luke find out i mean do you think maybe i I don't this is all hypothetical and just i'm just saying did Luke try and find these guys to find out? Did did what? what well, that, they come back to Jerusalem, right? They come back to Jerusalem, right? And yeah, they're so, they're part of that so crowd because they come
1: back and they're like, "Hey, dude, seriously, he is risen. We just we just we talked to him. him it's it's you know, yeah, yeah. You know,
0: he broke bread with us. He vanished. You know, all this stuff. And would that have not been amazing to hear, or just have the notes, right? But the more the more I learned the 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 whole narrative, that meta narrative of the Bible, you can see where Jesus would have gone. He would have gone to Genesis three, you know, speaking yeah. of Moses. He would have gone to, uh, you know, probably the first time the word grace comes up. He would have used. He would have talked about Noah and the ark. How you know he's that type of he's uh, 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 salvation and and I. Right. Could you imagine Jesus? And of course, this is Jesus after the victory of the cross. Mm-hmm. So think about the excitement. Oh, 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 guys, I got to tell you. Could you imagine Jesus just super excited to share with them? You know, all those things that uh, we're, we're going to be fulfilled, they're all fulfilled. They're all there. And it, just to share that with those guys, oh, I would have loved that. So guys, just so you know, when you're studying the Bible, you're studying Genesis, you're studying Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Jesus is there. Yeah. And the, the message of Christ is found. Right. um throughout the whole Bible. And so just something to keep in mind. And so tonight, come check it out. You know, it would be great. Seven o'clock, it will be in Genesis. No pressure, James. Uh sorry. Right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Now, now yeah.
1: James is going, well, it's a good thing I found Jesus in Genesis thirty nine because that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But
0: uh but you know, when we read today's reading, we talk there's a plea for purity. Um and also in genesis 39 also (laughs) potiphar's
1: yes also in genesis 39 right
0: uh but i he i love what paul says he says for this is the will of god your sanctification Mm -hmm. that you should abstain from sexual immorality that each one should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor not in passion of lust like the gentiles who do not know god that no one should take advantage or defraud his brother in this manner because the lord is the avenger of all such uh, i wonder if he's thinking about onan <laughs> right the lord is the avenger of all such as we also forewarned you and testified uh, i think there's an idea that um and i know we deal with a lot of young guys and young girls we talk about people you know we talking to people all the time But Dave, you and I did a lot of youth ministry, so of course this came up a lot in youth ministry. Um, You know, hey, look, you know, you need to be able to control yourself. But guys, how do you help people when you're talking to people? How do we encourage people to like, uh, you know, keep themselves from a place of sexual morality and and to maintain, you know, sanctification and honor in their in their body. You know, is this a how do you guys express that to people when you're talking to people?
1: You know, to me, uh, I don't want to. Steal the thunder from anybody else. There's, there's nothing more potent than the power of the Holy Spirit, and um, I know for from personal experience and uh, from brothers that I've uh, met with and dealt with and encouraged and mentored over the the decades, um, guys who move in the, or the, I should, pardon me, let me rephrase that. Guys in whom the gifts of the Spirit move um, have learned to rely heavily upon the gifts of the Spirit that God has bestowed on them, whatever those gifts may be for each individual. And when they find themselves faced with the temptation uh, uh, at some level of immorality, they will pray and ask the Lord, to manifest those gifts right now. And when they find themselves busy doing the do, they don't find that they find that they don't have time to do the don't. So rather than saying I don't want to be involved in that. I don't want to be involved in lust. I don't want to be involved in, you know, that thing, that level of immorality, rather than focusing on don't doing it, they focus on doing the Holy Spirit
0: Doing the things that we're supposed to do yeah. instead of doing the things we're not supposed to do. It's like when you teach
1: your kids to ride a bike. If you say to your son or your or your daughter, whoever, watch out for the pothole. Don't hit that tree and look out for that car. That's a guarantee they're going to hit the pothole, the tree, and the car. Because that's what they're focused on. Because <laughs> that's what they're focused on. Okay, yeah. so, so when you focus oh, on oh, the great. do... <laughs> you don't worry about the don't. But when yeah. you focus on the don'ts, you're almost guaranteed to hit all the don'ts. So in a similar fashion,
2: I like to look at, you know, scripture as a plethora of tools for us to use to live mm-hmm. a, a sanctified mm-hmm. life. And I've talked to some guys about how the, the temptation, you're in your flesh, right? Yeah, you're going to have a pretty girl walk across your line of sight. Yeah, now, what do you do with that? You can either fight it and say, Oh God, help me not to lust again. Cause I keep doing that. Or, who is that person? That is a female, and she's made in the image of God. That's right. Yep. She is someone's daughter. Yep. I, I got some of this of, uh, from uh, Every Man's Battle, but uh, some, yep. some of the concepts, but overall it's a tool. Yeah. Um, he, uh, Fred Arterburn talks about bouncing your eyes. Right. But in addition to just bouncing your eyes and trying to avoid the contact, why not use that as a ministry opportunity? This is someone's daughter. This is someone's sister. This yep. is someone's wife. Why not get on your knees, metaphorically speaking, and pray for them? Because all the other guys that she's going to walk across their path, they're going to be thinking the same thing. 100%. How many of them are equipped to go in front of the throne of grace and pray on her behalf? Mm-hmm. So now you have been given, uh, yeah, okay, you've been given temptation, but you, better yet, you've been given a ministry opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know who to pray for today? Well, someone just walked across your sight. Oh, Lord, God bless her, protect her. Bounce the eyes of the other guys mm-hmm. who want to just eat her up in their mind. You, know, you now have been called to the mission field to respond in That's battle. Right.
0: That's right. And that's so, a great way to put that. I, I you know, we talk about, you know, do the do's. Right. You know, you're busy, right? Uh Billy Graham said it like this. He says, it's it's not the first look that's the problem. Mm-hmm. He says it's the second one that's the problem. Yeah. And so the you the know, bounce your eyes thing. Yeah, it's the bounce your eyes thing. Um and you remember the building that was on South Fifth I you do. know, years ago, right? And so there was there was a one way street. Smell it. I know, right? <laughs> there it was on a one way street heading towards the campus, and it was right across from the cemetery. And so All the co-eds would run, it's like the track team and everybody, would run towards traffic on that road. And in the summertime, it was really interesting because you'd have all these, you know, and it was like the spandex and, you know, uh, sports bras and things like that running at you. uh, And you're just, you know, you're driving down the road and you just realize... Look, there's a bunch of people running. I mean, that's it. It's not. It's not. Ooh, look at them. Look. At, it's like, and we get really weird. But this idea. But both men and women need to possess their bodies in sanctification. That's right. That's right. But that doesn't mean that intimacy is bad. Intimacy is actually really healthy. Because God and, designed it. Because God designed it. Um, God designed intimacy, and He designed intimacy to be good, and He designed it to be in the confined and the the, the construct of freedom that is in a marriage and and so i think sometimes we we, the world is selling us a lie and a bill of goods i mean a whole lot of lies a whole lot of lies yeah yeah and and
1: they're all from the enemy who wants to pervert and destroy what god has created
0: Uh uh-huh yeah absolutely this is a and and there's a lot of confusion right now i was like Okay, so what, what is appropriate when it comes to you know, sexual intimacy? Well, that is something that belongs in the confines of marriage. Uh, if you're not married and uh, you're engaged in uh, th- that kind of an activity, the scripture calls that fornication. So that, that's sex outside of marriage, right? I had, a, I
1: had a Christian brother and sister tell me. I went to Bible college with these people. Oh, Dave, we're
0: not fornicating. We love each other.
1: And you're like, what? Uh, well, well, they, they, they,
0: what? Right? Yeah, yeah. They get married, you know, oh do it the gosh. right way. Yeah. yeah, and so, yeah, we're yeah, because we love each other, it's okay. No. Well, no. Here's no, no, how no. I justify it. Yeah, that, but that's justification. That's justifying our sin. Yeah. That's not what he says here. He says that we need to abstain from sexual immorality. So yeah. being involved with, in intimacy outside of marriage is not right. It's not God's plan. God does have a plan. He says, this is good. It's right. So... Be married in it. Paul even goes on to say, hey, listen, because, uh, you know, I'd prefer y'all stay single, right? This goes, this is uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 7, right? Uh, He says, look, I like y'all stay like single like I am, but because I don't want you also burning in your desires and stuff. It's like, hey, get married. Each person have the spouse and and give to one another in that way so you're not stumbled by um, the things of the world, you know, the stuff that's out there. But we do need to remember that. Um, it you know what? God's grace is here for you. If you're in that situation right now, I'm not mad at you. Nobody in this room is mad at you. If you're in that situation right now, you're loved, and God loves you, and God's grace is here for you today. And if you're not a Christian and you've been struggling with this, like, and you're you're listening right now, <laughs> looking for some answers, and you know. Uh, You're a young lady who feel like, you know, maybe you've been pushed into a relationship like this, or a young guy has been feel like you're pushed into a relationship like this and you're like, I don't know what to do. Just know God's grace is there for you. Turn to Jesus right now. Turn to him. Give your life to the Lord. Um, give your body to the Lord. It's it's his vessel he's given you to express yourself and and walk in sanctification which means set it apart and say hey this belongs this part, this part of my life belongs to marriage and I'm gonna wait until I get married and even if I've crossed that line I'm gonna back back over over that line and say no I'm gonna ask for a renewed a renewed life I don't want right. to do this anymore um, and you know just know that you're loved and know that people are here for you and care for you and you know what if you really think you 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 and this the other person are gonna get married well then get married you know and 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 do that, make that lifetime covenant commitment before the Lord. So yep. yeah, we're out almost out of time. But hey, guys, you're, you got
1: you're, you're well, yeah. I mean, First Corinthians six: your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body was not made for fornication. Your body was made to to be in service to the Lord. And 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 our brother Paul even reminds us: hey, if if you just absolutely cannot keep from fornication, do get married get married and um yeah i tie good word and somebody obviously needs to hear this because this is where we kind of landed today so um guys you're 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 not made for unrighteousness you're right yep. you're made for the lord
0: yep you are and listen god uh, bless you in that uh, endeavor. and we are officially out of time later your love your family we got to go see you in church tonight oh, yeah. Lives with Pastor Ty, Pastor Dave, Pastor Shane, and that other guy. His music,
1: his word, the Rev.